Just two of us tonight to discuss the midweeker. Just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> this all feels yeah. very familiar. Yeah. Um, it, we're going to talk about Battle Royale from the year 2000. Okay. Yeah, I, re- I remember the movie coming out, um, but I didn't watch it like at the cinema or anything. Watched it a couple of years later on DVD and was pretty excited about this when I'd, I'd seen it. I remember shouting about it a little bit. Yeah, I remember a lot of hype about it, but I mm. don't know if it actually made it over here. To DVD the, to the I local multiplex, so I caught it on DVD, and I remember enjoying it, but seems a bit hazy in the in the long distant past. And um, the reason that I picked it is because I was on a YouTube mission, just flying around loads of different videos, and a Tarantino interview where he picked his top twenty films from 1992 onwards, which was the year I think Reservoir Dogs came out. So it was like from his directorial. Okay. Life onwards. Right. And this was his absolute favourite. The other 19 that he picked were in no particular order, but this was number one. Okay, so he singled this out. So strong recommendation right out the gate. Let's see what we think. The The premise is kind of Hunger Games-y. Fortnite. But far, far more violent. Lord of the Flies kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? it it's, which is how I re- remembered it, because this predated Hunger Games and Fortnite, yep. of course. And the influence of this film, I think, is still felt in in so many others, mm-hmm. right up to, to those that we just mentioned. But maybe it got his its influence a little from William Golding's Lord of the Flies. Basically, you've got a load of kids on an island. Yes. The reason they're there, this is set in a sort of very near future, which would now be the past, but at the time, the very near future. And it's Japan in a deep recession kids completely disenfranchised with the world and are not going to school are completely rebellious and completely out of control so the government has passed the battle royale act which is pretty full-on we get a little bit of setting the scene one of the kids who is called shuya nanahara right he comes home from school he's actually been to school or certainly in his school uniform when he gets home and his father has hanged himself. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's a that's it's, a rough scene. And he'd written a note on some loo roll. Why was his trousers down? <laughs> had I, he been don't, on the loo yeah, I don't know. It was a really bizarre kind I don't of really he had a cable. Yeah, um, it was a it was an extension cable he'd done it with. And then his his trousers around his ankles. He's I got a toilet roll a- flung out in front of him. But on the toilet roll, there's all this a Japanese script which reads... Something like, you can do it, go and get him, uh, some motivational yeah. thing, which <laughs> yeah. is a bit incongruous. With and, the- of course, Nani, is it? the Nanahara. Nanahara. He sinks to his knees, can't believe it, throws up. And, and it kind of cuts back to, to school and a school trip, doesn't it? Yeah, his friend Yoshitoki Kuninobu... She's in school and she stabs the teacher in the leg. So we get a a glimpse of just how bad the kids are behaving because there's nothing really that kicks it off. No, it's just like a high school uh, corridor scene, isn't it? The the kids, the bell's gone, the kids are coming out, the teacher walks out and then all of a sudden this one student slashes the leg of the, the teacher who sinks to the floor, they run off one of the other kids picks up the knife and I almost thought that she was going to go in for seconds yeah. or something, but the teacher glances over and they just kind of slink her away. And this, as you say, sets the scene. Th- these aren't great kids. No, but we fade to black and then cut to one year later on a school bus. Yeah. Um, 
and the school outing is not what they're expecting. They're gassed on the bus. And I don't know if you've watched any of Squid Game. I have not, no, but... That I've, happens a lot in this as well. Yeah. Is that, there's a kind of parallels as well. With well, that. from the little that I've seen of Squid Game and what I've heard, again, another influence. Yeah, massive, um, massive. From this. So if the, you're into Squid Game and you wonder where that idea came from, check out this Battle Royale. Yeah. There, there's 42 kids on the bus. There's the whole class. There's a big class. And they are being shipped out to this island. It's all part of the Battle Royale Act. So they are in a room. The teacher is now back. And yeah. he is surrounded by military personnel. And there's this comedic sort of video that they present to the class to explain exactly what's going on. It's all jolly. And it's like, you got to fight to the death, motherfuckers. She, yeah, she's bizarre, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Or you might die. Yeah, it's all like, like, gamified, yeah. but it's like life or death. And they don't get it, like, but they've all woken up with... The emoji. They've got like a collar around their neck. Running man. Yeah. And it, that is... Well, we were given a very... Um, explicit demonstration of what that's for they have they are the instructions they're given essentially is that they have three days on the island they've got to fight and kill each other and only one is allowed to survive and that is the winner and they get to go leave the island but everyone else you have to fight you're given a bag which contains map a compass notepad and one weapon and a weapon i've got a list of some of the weapons yeah, here. so they're there's everything from a saucepan lid, binoculars, to an Uzi submarine sub- submarine machine, gun, submarine gun, <laughs> submachine gun, handguns. There's like a scythe weapon, a nunchuck, a taser, a knife, a hand grenade, a hand axe, a crossbow, a sword, cyanide poison, and then you had a megaphone, an electric collar tracer, a paper fan, and a bulletproof <laughs> vest. I mean, it depended what you were going to get in that bag in your You'd lucky feel, dip if you've got the if you've got uh, the saucepan lid you're feeling pretty fucking out of luck certainly next to the uzi yeah yeah i think it's nanahara gets the saucepan lid he does yeah and his pal gets the binoculars so they're not equipped kind of they're not fight. doing so great but some of the kids do team up straight away it's it's interesting to see how see how the dynamic works because i don't know about you when you're watching it but straight away you put yourself there like, what would i do how would i react it, it forces you yeah. to to ask mm. that question whatever you think of this film it, it, it leaves you with that well what would i do because you've got these totally different um characters as you do in life some are gonna fight some are gonna hide mm. some are gonna just kill themselves as we see they just can't handle the situation others are going to try and form teams and and work out logically and then as mentioned you get these absolute psychos who are born for it and love it one of them says he's been there before and and won the battle royale so that's that's pretty unlucky but but the class is chosen at random they say they explain that it's they're the lucky ones who've been chosen to do this but before we even get out of the room two two kids are killed one with a knife to the head. Yeah, and, for whispering. Yeah, and in the second one, the he's collar. just, he's, yeah, he's very argumentative and not doing what he's told, and he says, you'll never learn, and he presses a remote control for his neck thing, and very fucking explicit, like a very brutal explosion. His head doesn't come off, but his whole neck his, is his throat fucking, blows up. Yeah, yeah. His blood and they, they don't everywhere. shy away from any no. of the the gore. The the teacher that took them in hmm. is also wheeled out on a on a slab, isn't he? At one stage, because he had opposed to their class going into these games. 
but they'd done away with him as well. So even adults who opposed this law were being cut down. Everybody's in. Yeah. They are all in. They have no choice. So there's 42 kids. In, within the first six hours of the kids, that's not a literal runtime. We don't see that much footage, but there are 12 deaths and four of those are suicides. And yeah. So you see kids that have jumped off cliffs and they're like smashed on rocks at the ground. It's very fucking... It's pretty um, graphic. And they give a an announcement twice a day, one at 12 o'clock, one at six o'clock with instructions how the island has been mapped out and divided into grids. Yeah. And certain grids are not safe to be. Basically, they're going to activate the neck collars so you yeah. can't be in those grids. And they get these instructions through loudspeakers on the island. And also, they're told on who's dead during these times. So they'll find, they'll hear their how they're getting on and how their class well they're, are they're on, on against the clock they've got three days or, or they're all gonna die or they're all gonna die so yeah occasionally i think one of the announcements he said only three of you died since the last announcement it's not trying to you know give them the hurry up but some of them some of the girls have teamed up they're sort of hunkered down in a house and they're trying to figure it out a lot of them are trying to be logical about it whereas other them are complete psychotic just go around just doing what they're told trying to kill people well the the, um, the trust goes out the window for for lots of these people but the way that this film kind of forces you to think in as far as putting yourself in in that position uh it, it it's uncomfortable because you don't want to be there you don't want to you know I, I don't think i would know really how i would react into into that kind of um situation it's uh, i'd like to attack the people that were with but then your collar's going up yeah, this is Nothing it. It's, it's well, they did have a team of students that, who'd started to work out how to that. Actually, the the collars have mics in them. That's how they know the conversations they're having, and they also worked out maybe how to disengage those. Well, there's a um, there's a group of hackers there. Yeah, they're proficient in sort of hacking the system, which is quite key later on. We can't really go through all forty two no <laughs> characters and how they died. There are some really fantastic deaths. There's a a decapitation with a grenade in the mouth that gets thrown into the, the mix. It's just really well, fucking brutal. You think about it, the, the actors as well, they're all kids. But they're playing kids, but they're not kids. What are they, like 17, they're, 18? They're supposed to be middle school students. Only four of them were of that age. A lot of them had already graduated from school. So they're not like ancient, ancient, but no. like older than they were. There was 800 uh, actors auditioned for this. No, 6,000 auditioned which was narrowed down to potential 800s and oh, out of the boy. 800. So there was a lot of interest in it because it was a best-selling novel. Yeah. It's a really well-known book, which they tried to ban. When the film rights were announced, they tried to ban it. So all that's just doing is just generating more yeah. and more hype. More <laughs> and more loving publicity. it, yeah. loving it, yeah. But, I mean, it's quite a conservative culture, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, to, a film like this to come out. It is, out- but it's also got that that Samurai. underclass of not underclass but that subculture that have really sort of fetishized um, yeah that, that is so overt yakuza that kind it's just of stuff, under the yeah. surface but it's always there you know so it's that weird and dichotomy they, and they do you know as you mentioned before there's kind of comedic elements mm. even in the way that they're talking about how they're going to kill each other mm. or how they get you know the the teacher who was the seventh grade teacher who is now the head honcho leading this and giving out the instructions that's um, he was a big star he yeah he is the big star yeah beat beat takshi kitano i believe the guy's yeah he's an actor director comedian yeah so he was cast to sort of again like 
bring in some numbers, but right. that was already, you know, it was already a lot it, of hype it, about it. It was anyway. already happening. He did the painting. You know, there's that bizarre painting of Do you know, I Googled kids. it straight away yeah. and you can buy it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird <laughs> painting of just like how all the different kids died. So it some of them decapitated, um, some of them got like a crossbow in the yeah. eye or something. And it reminded me a bit of Midsummer that with the, yeah. the tapestries, remember that? The bear. Yeah. So Essentially, the the class gets whittled down more and more, and we sort of the film then starts to concentrate on a few more of the characters and the relationships and things like that. Um, I preferred it a lot with the, the fucking more massacrist, to be honest with yeah. you. But there's a bit of a relationship starting to build up, a bit of a well, romantic. They do. There's, bond, there's bonds that are formed, and these emotional episodes is pulling people all over the over the shop, and you start to see almost the the true nature of of the kids and yeah. uh, the adults that mm. the the scene with the girls when he's injured upstairs and downstairs the poison the poison yeah. scene oh it's just it was just a, a comedy of errors everybody's got it wrong and they all mm. end up just well, she, not trusting the girl each with other. the cyanide plants it in the food they're all it's almost quite domesticated bliss you know it's a lovely little scene they're they're, all... they've someone's cooked up a load of grub and they're like right take that meal up to him so she says right i can i can get rid of him so she poisons it but one of the girls before it's taken upstairs has a bite and then you you just wait with that time bomb and wait for it to kick off and she projectiles fucking blood all over the room it's disgusting it's it's grim then there's the the inquest of who poisoned it it ends up with a kind of Mexican standoff, like a Western, you know, with the guns pointed at everyone and it all kicks off and they all get shot. And the one who did the poisoning manages to survive and, it all. And there's loads of great little scenes like mm. that, how different people just get picked off <laughs> and how it how it ends, how this go this gets to a, a conclusion. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say it's been probably 20 years since I watched this film, but I was really pleased that you, you brought it back into, I, I wanted my boy to watch it. And, <laughs> and I thought, well, it'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Right up his street. He's watching Fort playing Fortnite and all the rest oh, of it. Yeah. And to give him the, the original, well, this is where it comes from. He didn't. So he'll have to, he'll have to save it for another time. But yeah, certainly as if you, it stands up, it stands up today. I know it's 20 years old and I know that they would have done it differently with Hunger Games and Squid Game and, and all well, They the- were going to do an American remake of it. Oh, right. Initially, they didn't even want to sell the rights to this version into America because it's just going to be so much hassle, so much legal wrangling and trying to get this out there. It's too much for the American audience. Then they were, for years and years, trying to actually get an American remake done. Then Hunger Games came out. And they just said, no, let's not do it because everyone will just think this is a ripoff of Hunger Games. But this actually obviously predated it by yeah, a while, right. so they didn't do it. Did you see the thing about the bomb making? Because they make a bomb on the, out of leather gas canisters and stuff. Yeah. That was out of a magazine. It's called Hara Hara Toke, The Ticking Clock. It's a real bomb making magazine published by an anti-Japanese government activist group called Higashi Aji Hanichi Buso Sensen, the East Asia Anti-Japanese Armed Front. Wow. So bit okay. of real life bomb making. Fucking scary shit. Go back, slow that down, yeah. Yeah. At the end, there's a sort of ceremony for the the one that wins it. The teacher is doing some yoga or whatever you call it, Tai Chi maneuvers on his own after everyone's left the island. And two of the kids emerge out of the forest, wounded but not dead. 
yeah, you you should watch it to to see that that last scene. But one of the um, the things, the news helicopter. Did you did you see that? That was actually an an aero uh, spatel AS three five five. Oh, it's three five five twin star. Yeah, of course and it I, was. I thought Reeks would be particularly interested. He in would have loved that. What he didn't love was this film. Did he not? No, he messy couldn't be here this evening, but he did send his thoughts. He thought it was only okay. He thought the direction was weak and the acting was poor. Oh, I thought sh- the opposite. I thought the um, I thought the acting was good. I really liked it's it. Youngsters, for the most part, directing seemed right to me. I did, but there's nothing there that you know was particularly jarring for me. What I did notice, and and obviously going into this, knowing that Tarantino loved it, the way people die and the effects with the blood and all that sort of stuff seemed to me like he's just taken that and run with it because stuff like Django, Hateful Eight, which we're going to talk about on Friday, the way that is so visceral with the blood and the death seems to me to be really directly influenced by the way it happens. Yeah, you can full on. You can definitely see that. And and if you've seen those films, you'll know the, the kind of scenes we're talking about. So more of the same in this. For me, it stands out because it's kids and there's so much violence and some disturbing stuff. Always lots of suicide in this, which is always like, you know, trigger warnings and stuff like that. It's it's full on, but I was very entertained by it. And if you want to see it, it's just a mere 99 pence to rent on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you can spend a, a quid a lot worse than watching this. Damn right. Beckle, beckle. No, no, no.